Welcome to a podcast by Kaylee, the gateway to unlocking your unlimited potential. I'm creating an army of six and seven figure makeup artists, and I want you to join me. In this podcast, I'm going to be crushing gatekeeping, opening the doors to the knowledge you need and deep diving into the topics that can push us to the next level. Be prepared for epic guests and answers to the questions you have always wanted to know. No more small business, no more just a makeup artist. The beauty industry is a $250 billion industry and you're in it. Let's get ready to open those gates. This is a podcast by Kaylee. On today's episode, I'm talking to Jen Daminger, a US-based makeup artist and five times award winner of the Not Best Bridal Artist. And now she proudly sits in their Hall of Fame. This conversation was truly one of my favorites. Jen is so funny. You are going to be in stitches with me. She is so likable and so talented. I fell in love with her vibe, her authenticity, and just how badass she is. I've truly made a bestie for life. We discuss a lot of important topics, such as going from medicine to makeup, from breakdowns to breakthroughs, and truly showing the F up for your client. I think we can learn a lot from Jen's story, such as prioritizing you and your mental health, taking time out of your business, and pushing through fear to truly show your authentic self on social media. I mean it. Go and follow her. She is a shining example of don't give an F energy and just being authentically herself. But I will let her tell it far better than me. Introducing Jen Daminger. I feel like that's what like, that's what people like live for. They live for those bloopers and just like, okay, they're normal people like me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I would love to know personally me, this is a question for me, is What's your background? Tell me, like, where are you recording from right now? Tell me about yourself. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. Super boring. Not really that <laughs> interesting. But um, I live in New Jersey here in the US. I'm about like a half an hour, not even, from Philadelphia. And I've grown up here my entire life. I went to school originally to be a doctor after I left high school. I was pre med. I'm really good at science. I always wanted to help people. Like I always, that was just my passion. My passion was always to help people. And I was going through like, I don't know, I, it was like doctor, physician's assistant, nurse. Like I was going through like all, I was in healthcare for many years. I worked in the lab. I drew blood. I worked as a tech and, um, just kind of like helping with specimens. And I had this like crazy science background, but in the mix of all that, I was born an artist. So I've been drawing and painting since I was a little girl coloring, like whatever I could get my hands on. Like, I feel like I, I loved it. It was kind of like where I, I, my therapy was. Right. So I, I just never thought that you could make money or create a career from being an artist. And that's why I was like, well, if I want to help people, but also want to, you know, financially support myself or a family in the future, I guess I have to be something that has worth to it, right? That worth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was since I was so good at science, and I had that kind of brain, I just decided, okay, I'll be in the science field. And long story short, um, I have suffered my whole life with mental mental illness, um, panic disorder, anxiety, depression. And when I was in the throes of that career, that would actually make my mental health worse. And I at some point, I was like, Oh, I gotta give like something's got to give here start the YouTube like era. And it was 
um, I started watching YouTube channels and I just started doing my own makeup and wearing it to work and pe- like with my scrubs. And people were like, Jen, your makeup looks really good. Like your brows, can you teach me how to do that? And I'm like, oh yeah, like sure, whatever. After a few months of that, my one of my best girlfriends was like, Jen, you should really go back to school for this. Like you should really think about this. She's like, you just need to do it. So I did. So I went back to um, beauty school, I guess, and I got certified in makeup. I'm not a licensed esthetician. I do not do facials, anything, because my background is color, color theory, pigment, blending color, right? Art. It's like that whole artistic part of this career. So I just wanted to do makeup. And I started to market myself as a makeup artist, uh, bridal primarily on social media. And that was, it'll be eight years, April 15th. So next week, I guess, or the week after it'll be eight years. I walked out of my job one day. I was like crying. I would hysterically, it was terrible. And I was so depressed and like, you know, I've had, I have had suicidal ideation, things like that. So I've really gone through the lows of that. And I was like, "I'm, I'm so sorry, but I can't do this anymore. And I walked out and kind of like never looked back. Here I am. Like it's, I have my own skincare line. I'm talking to you. I have more clients than I have ever dreamed of. And I've met so many beautiful people and have made so many connections. And I'm just a small town girl with a really big personality that just advocates for those out there who I feel aren't happy and feel like they have to do one thing when in reality, just because you feel like you have to do that one thing, like your, your passion, you can, I can help people doing anything. Right. And I didn't realize that at that time. So I really advocate for people to yes, have a passion, but do what makes them happy with Mm -hmm. that passion. So that's, that's kind of like, just like a really short version of my background. Um, I mean, there's lots more lows, lots more highs, right? Like there's all the in-betweens, but mm-hmm. I just, um, I just really pride myself on being a businesswoman who isn't just a businesswoman. I'm a real human and I have lows and I have highs and I, I want to share that with my clients as well. So mm-hmm. that's really what I want this career to be about. I feel like we have very similar histories, to be honest, because I actually went into law. In the UK, we pick where we want to go to university or college at around age 16, 17, which is obviously the most ridiculous. What life skills, what life experience do we have at that age? Right. At a teen. (laughs) A t- I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on. How are we supposed yeah. to pick what we want to do for the rest of our lives? And I naturally, like you, I really wanted to help people. And yeah. for some reason that manifested into like law. I had these really noble ideas of literally like, I don't know, like helping people who'd been burgled or like who'd been, you know, yeah. victims of crime. And it's not like that. It's, it's not like right. that. And I feel like in school, you're not told that you can do art, creative things, hairdressing, beauty. You're not told that's an option. And I feel like both of us are kind of advocates for that. But yes, that is an option. It's an option where you can make money. Like I probably make more than all of my peers in law, maybe not all of them, but most of them. And I'm sure nowadays you're in a similar boat to me. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's so funny because I have, um, I have so many nursing friends still from the hospital. I actually just saw all of them at a baby shower on Sunday. And so many walked up to me and were like, Jen, like you're that makeup artist, right? Like they kind of like, even people I didn't know, right. They, um, one of the nurses from the hospital I used to work at, she's one of my dear friends. She was my bride last year. She's now having a baby and she, you know, my clients become my friends, they become my family. And it's so funny that people from that career, 
literally, they were like, Jen, you're doing so good for yourself. Like, good for you. You were born for bigger things. Do you know what I mean? It's here in the US, we have this thing called trade school. So it's not necessarily college or university. It's it's a much shorter, cheaper uh, option instead of it's get, like getting a instead of getting a degree, you would get like a certification program or a certificate. And both my husband and I have built amazing careers off of a trade school education. And I do career day at one of our local high schools every year. And I tell those kids, I'm like, if you don't want to go to college, please don't do it because you will be in a massive amount of debt to do what to end up finding out that you're unhappy in the future and you change anyway. I was 27 by the time I changed my career to being a makeup artist. It's like, if I would have just known back then what I could have you know, do, done what I do now, I would have saved so much time, money, effort, uh, mental, like, you know, health. It, it's just, it's absolutely bonkers how many kids out there feel so pressured to go to university and do the big jobs when and in reality, if you have an innate born talent, like for myself, I can only speak for myself, my artistic ability, I'm going to take that and I'm going to monetize it. And I'm going to market it to people who are not only interested in it, but are going to benefit from it. It's going to make them happy. And what better way to do that than to be with someone on their biggest day of their life, not only making them feel beautiful, but making them feel comfortable, making them laugh, making them, giving them an experience that they are literally going to remember forever. Like there's, there's nothing better than that. Oh my God. You are killing it by the way. You need your own podcast. You are very, very good at this. This is going to be very easy for me. Oh my goodness. So yes, yes. I can talk for a long time. So you're going to have to tell me to shut the hell up at one point. (laughs) But I mean, first of all, well done on having the bravery to leave what we are programmed to believe is the job, you know, the full-time job. You too. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because I've been following you for a long time and I, your posts have come up on my timeline at my darkest moments. And they have literally almost brought me to tears because I'm like, she gets it. Like she understands that I can't work right now because I am at capacity. Like your posts have literally saved my sanity. I don't think you realize how much of what you're doing is actually impacting us as artists, as freelancers, as a creatives, um, and how much we need to hear those messages that sometimes business is slow. You're not always going to be working or you're not because that pressure too, right? Like when you're a freelancer, there's that pressure. You've got to make your own success. You've got to, you got to put money on the, in the bank. You've got to put food on the table, you know? And sometimes that doesn't happen all the time. And so I have to say what you're doing, I, I am an at, like, as I am foolproof that you have completely killed it, girl. Your posts have li- quite literally saved my life for sure. Wow. I thank you. I thank you. Oh, I feel like I'm going to like throw up. That was so lovely. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Don't cry. We're not crying. We're not crying We're on not this podcast. Crying no. on We're this not crying. <laughs> I made, I, I work for a couple different brands now and I made my boss cry yesterday with like something I wrote for like a company and she's like, Jen, I'm tearing up right now. She's like, that was beautiful. And I'm like, I just speak the truth, girl. Okay. I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, goodness, that means 
so, so, so much to me. Thank you so much. I mean, you're a so, girl, you are so welcome. Thank you. I mean, by Kaylee yeah. was growing from, I'm, I'm speaking when I do them posts to little me, you yeah. know, so sure. it, it comes easy. I think if you envision that little person that needed to hear those words, I think you as well would have so much wisdom to say to early Jen, you really would. Oh, so yeah. to speak to your inner child and it will come out, you know, well done on having the courage and the bravery to break the mold and go against what everybody says is the real job, inverted commas. Right. How, how was that transition? Was there a defining moment? Was there a defining day that led to you quitting the medical industry for something which could be considered a risk? You know, what's so funny. I, I, um, I follow this one author. Her name is Brianna Weist. I hope I'm saying her last name uh, right. Wrong. Why would I want to say wrong? Um, hopefully I'm saying her last name right. But she has helped me through COVID. So COVID for all of us freelancers, we couldn't work. You know, speaking generally for makeup artists, hairstylists, right? We couldn't, um, we couldn't work. So there was a lot of downtime. And for someone like me who struggles with mental illness, having that downtime made me question my worth and made me question so many things about my career that it's so funny. It was a bunch of small things. And Brianna Weiss in her books, I've read all her books through COVID. She is really what helped me through COVID. Um, because she would tell me it's not going to be, people think it's going to be this big, like bang theory where it's like this big explosion. And you have this, like the, these, I was, I was always searching for the epiphanies when the epiphanies aren't, they aren't there. They are in extremely small, mundane thoughts in ordinary time on ordinary days. The big things don't just happen. They, they slowly snowball from all these small things. So when I had to leave my job, I had to leave that career behind. I mean, there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of doubt. I'm picturing my husband and I and our dogs on the street living in a cardboard box. I'm like, Oh my God, this is not going to be good. But then I was like, Jen, hold on, bring it back. Right. We need to, we need to make sure that we're looking at this from every aspect. You're going to be fine. And with, with that mindset, right. With that positive mindset, I just started to kind of like picture myself as this successful person. And I started to feel really great about my work and I was so happy. And then it's like, as I was getting happier, everything kind of started to shift and everything, it just kind of like was one day, one day I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I am a professional makeup artist. People are literally hiring me and paying me a decent amount of money to come and do their makeup for one of the biggest days of their lives. Like this is, and not even just bridal. I'm talking like all makeup they're they're buying. And you know, when I launched my skincare line, they're buying my skin, they're still buying my skincare products, right? They're, they're still coming to me for advice. They're following me on Instagram, they're or TikTok, whatever. And they're like, I just like you because of you. And like, it was in that moment, all those little things. And I'm like, Oh my God, I really made this happen. So if I were like me now looking back at, you know, eight years ago, when I started my makeup journey, I would tell myself not to look for those epiphanies, but to every day look in the mundane moments and see that that's where all the potential lives, right? It lives in those moments. What can I make of this moment? Can I, can I write a proposal to a brand right now and like put myself out there and be like, Hey, I want to work with you guys. Yeah, I can do that. You know what I mean? Or 
if someone's getting married and I see it online, oh, hey, do you need a makeup artist? It's putting myself out there and actually creating my success. Um, it was in those small moments. So no, there was not any huge moments. Don't look for the huge moments. Look for those small moments and what you can do literally in that one second. And if it's to make another cup of coffee so that you can go write an email, girl, do it. I'm here for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like I support you. (laughs) So powerful. Oh my God. First of all, send me that author because that sounds like a great book. Okay. Uh, You're going to be obsessed. Uh, She has literally helped me through so much shit in my life. Like I just love her. She's on, she's going on a book tour soon. So I'm like, if she's coming to the UK girl, she's coming to you. I'm telling her, I'm gonna be like, girl, you gotta go see my girl Kaylee. All right. (laughs) It's just so profound what you just said. And sometimes it doesn't come in the big catalyst of change. It comes in the everyday little things that you do. It's not, I always say this. I mean, I'm a believer that sometimes you do have a big catalyst. Like I think one of my big catalysts was a big breakup that I went through that kind of pushed me, it released me from the cage, you know? But I also think my success wasn't down to that moment. My success was down to every day showing up, every day doing one little thing. It's the little things that lead to the mountain. The mountain just doesn't appear. Wait, it's so funny that I have goosebumps. It just It's so funny that you say the word mountain because one of her most profound books right now is called um, The Mountain Is You. and I, I only read a small section of it and I actually had to stop because it was so like, you know, like when you read something and it just speaks to you so profoundly and you're just like, I got to put this down. Like I got to, I need a, I need a moment. <laughs> like is that's literally how her books will, will speak to you. So I, I can already see the universe lining us up. I'm going to send you all of the links, everything, because I'm telling you, it's it's the small things. It is only yourself standing in the way of what your potential is. It's only you. That's what it comes down to. And if you're not happy with yourself, if you don't love what's happening, it's you who needs to change it, not anyone else. So yes, 100% profound it, this is a career where you can definitely get stuck with that, but also like this is a career where you can learn so damn much about yourself and other people and really make a change in the world for sure. You're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> so let's return back to kind of you've left the medical industry and yeah. I read on your about page that you've, mm-hmm. you've gone through a lot of different types of makeup. I saw you've explored editorial and photo shoots and ultimately now you have settled on bridal. What did that mm-hmm. journey look like? You know, it's funny when you first start out as an artist, I mean, through my whole life, we try out, I call them mediums, right? Different mediums. So as a, as a, I have a fine arts degree. So, um, I concentrated my, a lot of my work on it when I was at, in college on, or university in science and art, believe it or not. It was like, literally I was taking biology, chemistry courses, and then I was taking like painting and drawing courses. Right. So it was like complete opposite ends of the spectrum, (laughs) complete contradictory, but whatever. So I have a fine arts degree. And when I was getting that fine arts degree, I, I practice all these different mediums in, in art. So I personally, I love painting, uh, acrylic painting to be specific. And I love graphite and ink. So I'll draw on graphite and then I go back over it with ink. So those are like my mediums. When I started makeup, I look at, at makeup as a medium. 
So it's, it's looking at someone's face. It's, it's, it's a whole bunch of color theory. I mean, anyone can put makeup on a face, but a real true artist, a good artist can, can create these pigments and match these pigments and mix these pigments to, to quite literally bring out the best version of someone of their own personal physical features. So for me, when I started makeup and I was kind of finding all this out, I wanted to try runway, editorial, um, commercial, movie, special effects, uh, you know, bridal, the whole nine yards. And it was literally like, again, those small moments where, um, it just takes, you know, someone's looking for an artist for, you know, Philly fashion week and they tag me and I email or message the person. And it's as little as that. It's that one small moment where uh, someone recommended me and I was like, you know what? I, when I was young, I was young and just like naive. So I was like, Oh, I'll try anything. You know what I mean? And I've absolutely dabbled in all of those things. So it really wasn't like this. It was a crazy, it was a very anxious journey too, because you have to think like all these things are new and you're questioning, you're questioning your, your like ability. You're questioning yourself as an artist. You're questioning yourself as, as a businesswoman. Am I able to do all of these things as, at once? Or am I going to just hone in on one. I think that journey, it was, it it, it quite literally was that it was just a journey. It was trying these little things out and finding that they weren't for me. I love a good editorial, but in this area, it's very hard to get editorial. I'm right near Philadelphia, which there's tons of editorial things, but for some reason, I just feel like I can't get on board with that, which is fine because maybe that wasn't meant for me. You know what I mean? So I, I've met tons of you know, photographers and Hey, Jen, can you come do makeup for me? I have this idea and we'll collab together and we'll create art, you know, and then doing, I, I work with a couple different freelance companies. There's tons of companies. Um, you know, one artist will start a bridal service like company. And I worked for a makeup artist group here in Philadelphia and her dad was a actor and he acted on all these big shows and knows all these big actors. And he shot a short film in Philadelphia one summer and um, I got to help. She asked me because she knew I was really good with special effects. And I did them from time to time. She's like, Jen, do you want to come help? You know, you'll go on IMDb. You'll, it's not paid. I did not make any money on that movie. It was just a short film, but that film has been all over the world to all these different film festivals. And it, it's just literally that one person it's having connections. If you do not have connections in this like field, literally it's putting yourself out there. And that can be really scary. That can be really scary, but putting yourself out there and believing in yourself and knowing that it's okay to reach out and just be like, Hey, listen, I'm here. If you need me, that's what this, this career is built on. It's built on those connections. And that's quite literally how I got all of those, those little, you know, parts, uh, of being a part of these things. It was, it was quite literally a journey of just being suggested word of mouth. And in the end, I, I've always ended up with more brides than anything, you know, and is that something that I want to stick with with, for the rest of my life? I don't know, but I'm taking on less brides now because I think at one point you take on, I had, I had a wedding for every week of the year last year. And this year I'm taking on half of that because there's a point where you have to kind of step back and look at all these different mediums in the field and be like, okay, but which ones am I really good at? And which ones do I feel most comfortable with? And you know, which one's the most 
um, almost worth my time. My time is extremely valuable. That's one thing for sure that I've learned in this career. My time is 110% the most important thing to me because I've lost a lot of it with family and stuff because of building my business. And I, I think that learning those small pieces of information, like, Oh, I'm not going to hustle so hard to the point where I do try all these things and then just end up not happy in the end. Like I'm going to go with the one thing that makes me happy. And I, it's like, you have complete control over these things. Honestly, there's just so many things that I want to touch on. I mean, I loved what you said about, you said, at the moment, your niche is kind of bridal, but are you going to do that forever? You don't know. And I think, yeah, like absolutely. Like we are fluid human beings and we cannot stay in this notion that if we pick, you know, bridal, that's it. You got to do that till you retire. Like absolutely not. Like be fluid, try new things. If it doesn't fit, try on another hat. If it doesn't fit, try on another hat, you know, just such great advice. I mean, you are smashing it in bridal right now. I love you for saying that because there was a moment in my career where I was like, I didn't like my work. So it was the end of last year. I am a huge mental health advocate um, because I have struggled so much. And I know this is probably not one of your questions, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I think it's so important. I think it's so important for other bridal artists, not only just bridal artists, but artists in general, artists of all background, photographers, filmmakers, whatever. Okay. We... There's a point where we go through these these lulls and we may not like our work. And I went through one of those the end of last year into this year and it was a very deep depression and it was it was really just dark. It was a dark time and I didn't like my work, I didn't like my clients, I didn't like my family, I didn't like my thought. I was like everyone get away from me, please, okay? <laughs> Give me some space. And I feel like as an artist those times are actually imperative to our career. Because if you don't hit that rock bottom, if you don't step back and look at your work and say, okay, am I doing the best quality work that I possibly can? What is all this for? You know, what? No, I didn't like my work. I was, I was, going, I was in like a, like an automatic mode, like just like a robot, right. Just going through that. And I had to literally step back and say, I'm not doing this, this anymore because I quite literally don't like the quality of my work. And there was moments where I was like, I'm going to quit. I can't do this anymore, you know, but in order for me to actually kind of come back to the real Jen and who she is, it's okay to step back it's okay to stop. It's okay to take on less. I see people out there hustle. So you know, Harry Hatfield, you know, Harry, I know, you know, Harry, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's my business coach. I love Harry. Harry, if you're listening to this, I love you. Hi. Um, I did, she coached me for a few months and, um, working with her was absolutely, it has opened up so many doors. I've taken her advice and I have quite literally sat on it for like a year and I, started thinking in terms of what Harry would always tell me. Right. And it was basically like, but what makes you happy? She would always come back, always come back to that question. And that question, that question is really hard for me to answer because there's a lot of things that make me happy. Right. But I found that what always made me happy was just trying to make others happy. And we get very burnt out doing that. And burnout can be a bitch. Burnout can be 
very much paralyzing and I became extremely paralyzed by the burnout. So if you are an artist right now who is going through that lull, who's going through that time of darkness and just doubt, just know that it does get better. I've had so many amazing opportunities just in the past few months, you know, because when you go through that like dark night of the soul, it you typically go through that because there's so much brightness on the other side waiting for you. And I feel like um, for me, that's happening now. And I understand why I had to go through that because I had to step back. I had to have that downtime. My mind, body, soul needed to like just rest. It was like, <laughs> we're giving up at this point. We're just, we're handing in our notice. We need, we need months off. You know, there, I didn't make any money. Money got really hard and really tight but I had to choose that for myself. I quite literally had to choose because if I didn't, I was going to end up a really sick person, just like mentally, physically, emotionally. And it's imperative for you to have those downtimes. And there's people out there like myself who will absolutely support you. And that, that right there was the realization through all of this. It's, that's what makes me happy. It's, it's giving other people that support through this career to know that you know we've chosen this career to make us happy to give the world something that we have been born with and it's like i'm here to support you because i know what it feels like so i feel like that is the most crucial part of this career is that we are going to see some really dark times but and if you don't more power to you like more power to you god bless i mm -hmm. never want anyone to see that mm -hmm. but just know that it gets better it does. Mm. There are going to be times and there are times still in my business. I'm 10 years in. There are times I don't think I've had an inquiry in a couple of weeks. And I think it's building up that resilience to, I don't know if, if it's just, I've built up mental strength or I'm just on a high right now. And I'm not on a low that it doesn't affect me because I'm on the high. It's to power through it. Everyone listening, power through those times when then you don't get inquiries, when you don't get the booking, when the trial doesn't book. You almost have to have a little metaphorical suit of armor on, don't you? Where the nose, you can kind of bat them away from your suit of armor. But when things are low, you know, and I think everybody, everyone listening goes through that low time. What got you out of it or what would you say to them right now? You know what? It was disconnecting, especially from social media. I hate social media, to be completely honest. Like, I absolutely think it's like the demise of our society. Like, I can't anymore with social media, but I know it's imperative. But at the same time, I love it, right? Like, I get to be myself on social media. Okay, like, don't get me wrong. But it's, it's when you're in that moment, when you're in that darkness, when you're in that low point where you're quite literally questioning yourself, your career, your ability, your strength, your talent, when you're questioning all those things and you're seeing everyone else working, becoming just like bettering. And you're like, but where are my opportunities in those moments? Please disconnect. I need you to disconnect. I need you to put the phone down. I need you to close the computer, shut everything off. I need you to pick up a book. I need you to go outside in nature. I need you to just have a, have a chat with a family member. I need you to come back to yourself because that's the only way out is through. And you have, you have to disconnect. It's something that I have learned. Like I know I'm someone who likes to just pile every, you can ask my husband, pile everything on my plate. And then all of a sudden, get burnout. And it's like, no, it's finding that balance between like, 
okay, how am I feeling? Am I going to, am I going to start getting to that, to that point of burnout, to that lull? If so, shut everything off before it happens, before it's too late. Go be in, I'm telling you, be being outside. If you can't be outside, call a friend. If you can't, you know, call a friend, just pick up a book, read something, which again, my Brianna, my Brianna Weiss, I love her. Um, you know, pick up a book that makes you feel good. Or if you're an artist, I draw, I paint, I do whatever, clean the house. I don't know, do something off of whatever it is that you're seeing and disconnect and just come back to yourself for sure. That, that to me, that was the only, that was the only way through was coming back to myself and finding the love for myself again and finding the respect for myself again and telling myself, Hey Jen, you're okay. You may have gotten to this low point again, but you're going to be fine and you're working through it. And I got to find the gratitude again in my life and how blessed I am with everything that I have. Oh my God. So blessed. It was finding that appreciation again, that, that got me through and was like, okay, I'm good again. We can do this again. Yeah. Oh, really, really profound words. You're very, I mean, I keep saying this, you're very good at this. Oh, thanks mama. I'm telling you, I'm an, I'm an open book. I'm an open book. I, I have a lot to say and a lot to share. And I have, I know I can make a difference in this world. And I've always known that it was finding the opportunities to do that and just tell people that it's okay. Because again, I've seen, I've seen rock bottom and I want other people to know, I think, especially in the world today, there's so many awful things happening in the world and finding people who have that hope and have that, that advice and like picking other people up. Like if we can't do that for one another, then what is this all for? You know, if I can't make a change in this world or a difference in this world, a positive, profound one, then, you know, it's what, again, what is this all for? You know? So I do, I have a lot to say and I have a lot, I have a lot of love and care for so many other people. Again, my passion was always to help others. So here I am. I'm doing my passion again, you know, but I'm not doing it in the way that I thought I had to. So exactly. I found a completely different way. Yep. I'm very excited to now watch you do that on your platform. I'm really excited that I now get to be a part of that. So that takes years, right? Like, let's face it. It takes a long time to do that. Like this is not going to happen overnight. That's another thing. Like shit don't happen overnight. Okay. This takes a long, it's quite literally being consistent with those little things. And then finally seeing the big thing you know, later on. So wedding season in the UK typically starts, um, in April. So now, Mm -hmm. and then it continues to September. Is that the same in the U S would you say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I, right now with COVID a lot, uh, a lot of people are doing winter weddings now in our area. We have a huge wedding vendor area here. There's tons of weddings in this area. Um, I'm very close to DC, but also New York and Philly's kind of in the middle. So we, very much, um, big wedding area. And we usually start, I've had some March weddings. I even have had February weddings, but it goes to about November. Actually, I have some in December. I've even had a January. It goes all year round. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get at. It goes all year round now. I swear to God. (laughs) You're naming every month in the year. At this point, Jen, it's all year round. Jen, what are you doing? Stop playing. God. One thing that I did notice in the community, especially after COVID, the the two years that kind of followed COVID was obviously gigantic influx of weddings. It was like double, you know, last year it was definitely double for me. This year I'm only doing 15 weddings, which is a beautiful sweet spot to be in. And 
I would love to know because you're, you are an advocate for mental health and I saw a lot of people's mental health decline last year, probably including my own. I would say, I would say including my own, I definitely didn't give myself love or the care or attention that I needed in a way. And where wedding season is ramping up again, what advice do you have for the community listening, for the artists listening, for the entrepreneurs listening? How can they avoid that happening again, that burnout? You know what? It's so funny. Like whenever I get an inquiry, I have learned in the past, right, where I've had eight weddings in a month before. So one Saturday, Sunday, every single weekend, right? Or um, maybe one Friday, Saturday or something, but I've had eight and, you know, which is enough for every weekend. And, you know, weekends are for usually like your family, like people who have normal jobs, right? That nine to five, that's when they're off. And I feel like it became to the point where like, I wasn't seeing my family at all either. So now that I look back on Jen, who was just starting out and hustling to build that name and build that credibility, that was way too much. Like I was like, oh, well, if someone works 40 hours during the week, then I have to work 40 hours to equal their 40. No, like that's don't feel guilty for saying no. Do not feel guilty. If it isn't resonating with you, if you get that inquiry and you all of a sudden get this like feeling in the pit of your stomach and you're like, this might be a little too much. I already have three weddings that month. Can I take on more? Now, I don't know how it is in the UK, but here in the US, I mean, at least in this area, I mean, everyone's getting their makeup. Every bridesmaid, the bride, the mother-in-law, the grandmother, the cousin twice removed, like everyone's getting makeup done. So there's like 15 people getting makeup done, right? And I work very quickly. I am, I'm about a half an hour of face now. So I have done on my own anywhere between six or seven girls to 13 or 14 girls on my own. So when you think about that, I was getting to the point just personally where I would come home and I'd be like, what's my name? Like, you know, (laughs) what? My husband would like, just go lay in bed. He just, I'll get your stuff out of the, out of the trunk of the car. Just go lay in bed. When I look back on that now, I'm like, okay, first, am I going to need an assistant for that wedding? Because I'm not doing 13 or 14 girls. I'm no, that's ludicrous, Jen. Don't do it. Second, if I already have three weddings that month around about how much am I going to make in, in that wedding? Because right, financials are a huge aspect of it. Is that enough? Um, you know, Harry, uh, we would always talk about like, okay, well, how much do you want to make a month? And then that would then, you know, base our prices on like a certain number. And then uh, how many are, weddings are we going to take on? And, you know, if you start with the final number and work your way backwards, it was, it was a little easier to like, okay, well, this is how many weddings I'm going to do in a month. This is how many clients I'm going to take on. And for me, it was, it's looking back at Jen, who was just starting out and being like, okay, so we're not going to do what she did. We're not going to make that mistake. If I did eight weddings and that was entirely way too much, I'm going to cut that in half and I'm going to do three or four weddings, but I have more experience now. I'm going to up my price and I'm going to try to then balance that out because logistics is a huge factor in this, right? Like hire yourself an accountant, hire yourself a coach, hire yourself a lawyer, like all these crazy things that you may need for a business. And ask, ask for help, you know, on that. And that's, that to me is, yes, you have control over all this, but make sure you look, base yourself on what you learned in the past. If it was too much for you in the past, cut it in half right now and go from there because you're always going to get more experience. You're always going to build yourself. So 
yeah, you can charge more. Of course you can, because you're, you know, you're going to be much higher than the girl just starting out. So it's, it's through that journey that I learned, okay, I know what my max is. I know I was absolutely exhausted and burnt out then. So I'm going to, I'm going to dial that back now and I'm going to learn from that and be a smarter businesswoman in the end. Do you think putting up your prices has ever put anyone off booking you? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Hands down. And sometimes I do want, that's actually a logistic. Sometimes I, I try to outprice certain people because what ends up happening. So my prices now may be double what they were when I first started. So now I can take on half the amount of work that I did when I began. And now I can, I can know who's serious. I can know who is going to pay my price because they're paying for someone who's going to not only do their makeup in the most amazing way possible with the most amazing products, because I have built my kit to be some of the best products in the world for my clients, but they're hiring me. They're going to hire someone who not only, you know, is a professional and an expert in her field, but who can make them laugh, who can make them feel comfortable, who understands the woes of anxiety on a wedding day, who, you know, my mental health advocacy has been quite literally the reason why people hire me because they too have anxiety and they're like, Jen, I feel comfortable hiring you because I know that you understand. And I know, and I feel comfortable with you. And I know that you're going to get me through it on my wedding day. There's, there's been many a times where I've had brides in my, in my chair and they've been breaking out in hives because they're so anxious and so nervous because they don't like the attention on them. Like, uh, you know, like I'm a, I'm a talker, I'm outgoing, but I don't, I don't like attention on me. You know what I mean? And I've had to talk them down and that's what people will hire you for. They'll hire you for you. Uh, once, I mean, my work speaks for itself, but you know, am I a good person? Am I going to be comfortable? Are they going to be comfortable with me? That's, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to upping my price because I have, I have the experience in knowing when things go wrong, I can fix them real quick. I make sure I I let them know, like, girl, don't you worry about me. Everything's going to be fine. I've had to quite literally sew brides into their dress before. Like I'm not just your makeup artist. No (laughs) way. I'm the seamstress, the hairdresser, like sometimes like, I walk you down the aisle sometimes like it is what it is. Okay. Like, come on. <laughs> Literally I fed babies. I fed babies yes! last year and yes! um, held babies, entertained babies. Oh, what else have I done? You're the babies. Yeah. You're everything to this bride. You yeah. are quite literally everything. Yes. Last Friday. Yeah. Last Friday. I literally was the person that was responsible for getting that zip up. Girl, Kaylee, I swear to God, Kaylee, that has been me. So many times uh, they're, they're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, girl, I'm not just a makeup artist. I'm also a human. And I understand what's happening right now. I got you. Okay. And I will literally get them dressed. Like I've seen things that maybe I don't want to see, but you know what, girl, it's fine. We've seen it all. Get in your damn dress, girl. Get in your damn dress. (laughs) We have those two. It's no problem. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Absolutely. I love that. The reason I asked about prices is this is definitely a pain point that comes up a lot in the education space is this fear of raising your prices. But I think what you said about, yeah, it put people off. But that's not a bad thing, is it? Nope. You don't want those clients that are put off. Trust me, you don't exactly. want them. They, you want the people who are going to pay your prices because they're not only hiring you for your 
for your ability to do makeup. They're hiring you for the person that you quite literally are in every aspect of the word. And that to me, and uh, through ha- working with Harry too, I mean, it has been wonderful because I hadn't raised my prices in three years when I worked with Harry. And that is huge. She's like, you, you what? Like she was like, excuse me. I was like, I know Harry, I don't want to do it. But since then I have realized that if you can get, she's always taught me, if you can get behind that price energetically, if you can say, I mean, <laughs> I work with companies now who like know other bridal artists and I mean, they charge like $2,000 for the bride alone. Now they of course are like millionaires and obviously she lives in a very to-do area. Like, you know, if you go to LA, like you're going to charge a lot more for a bride than you do here or something. You know, for me, like I can't get behind $2,000 energetically, but maybe I can get behind 200 energetically or something just as an example. And if you can get behind your price energetically and say, is this, am I, am I worth, for example, like $200, right? Or $300, then that's your price. As soon as you get to that price point where you're like, Ooh, I feel like I'm kind of taking a run. I don't know if anyone's going to pay that much. If I, if you feel kind of funky, don't do it. Go back down to what you feel you can, because in a couple of years, you may be at that price. So I definitely energetically, it has to be an energy with the price and don't be afraid to do it. Because like you said, you don't want the clients that aren't going to pay your price. And if you feel like you're not getting bookings, don't worry, they will come. There's always someone out there who can, who's going to pay your price for sure. Just keep showing up every day, showing you, showing people that you can do the work that you can, you know, that you can literally make people feel so amazing on the day of the day of their wedding. And it it just, it, it'll be worth it. Trust me. I was scared at first too, but it, I promise it always, it always works out in the end for sure. Always. If they are walking around paying 20K for an Hermes bag, then there are people, if there are people out there that pay 20K for an yes! Hermes bag, they can pay, yes! there are people out there that will pay your price, you know? Right. Thank you, Kate. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, I'm going to have an Hermes bag in my, <laughs> in my life. I'm manifesting that actually. <laughs> manifesting it for you the Hermes yes for, for sure that and Chanel okay when I get my Hermes and my Chanel I know I've made it okay I know I've made it <laughs> it's gonna happen we're both gonna have Hermes oh my god Kaylee I'm gonna call you when I get it I'm gonna be like Kaylee look at my Hermes and then you're gonna show me yours and we're gonna be like yeah. we're, we're twins we're Hermes I twins So one of the big things that I wanted to touch on was you have won the Not Award five times in a row. Am I correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Five years in a row. Tell me about that. So the Not is is huge here. Um, They have their own magazine. There, they have millions of followers on you know social media. Um, The Not is a ginormous uh, vendor website, obviously, and um, I market on there. And the, the not award, the best of the not is when your clients come and review you with a five-star review and they don't have to do this. Like people are like, Oh, did you pay for that? And I'm like, no, I was like, I, I asked my clients to leave a review and the majority of them don't. And then some of them just go and they're like, no, I have to review Jen and I'm leaving her five stars. It, It is quite literally your client's choice to go to this website and leave you a five-star review and talk about your services. And this is something for the past five years. And then I just got inducted into their Hall of Fame. After you win so many times, you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. This is something that 
I really pride myself on because my clients don't have to do this for me. The fact that I have quite literally made them feel so beautiful inside and out that they felt the need to express that to all the other people on this wedding vendor website. You know, I have well over a hundred some now and five star reviews. Uh, it's just something that I'm like shocked at still that my clients will literally come to me and just be like, oh, five star. And I read some of them sometimes and I'm like, oh my God. I made you feel that way. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So sweet. And I just like, I'm blown away by what some of them say. Um, I have quite literally cleaned my bride's houses after they've left to make sure like they had like one bride, my, my one bride. I, yeah, she, I left them like a little note. I cleaned their house for them and like blew out candles and so because I didn't want their house to blow down, to burn down. So she's like, Jen, are you serious? She's like, you quite literally clean. I couldn't believe it when I came home at night and like my house was clean. You know, because again, you're not just hiring a makeup artist. You're hiring someone who who cares for you and just wants the best for you. And that this award for me is just like something. I mean, I'm not taking on as many weddings. So if I'll win it in future in future years, so be it. But for the past five years that I've you know, marketed myself on the knot or have joined the knot, I have won. And I'm like, holy crap, like that, that is friggin' huge. That's, it's something that literally they're on shelves in my studio at my studio. And it's just like, ugh, I'm so proud. I'm just like, so proud of them. And I'm just like, so grateful. It makes me feel so, so warm and fuzzy inside. That's incredible though. Over 105 yeah. star reviews. Like yeah. I want to know, waiting mornings are exhausting, you know, and I'm going to put my hand on my heart here and say in the depths of wedding season, sometimes I'm not my best self. Sometimes I'm showing up. I'm tired. I'm makeupless. I am just there. I'm doing the job. I'm doing a job well, but I'm not giving like 100%. So to me, what you've just told me, 105 star reviews, that to, to win five awards as well shows me that you are always showing up and giving your damn best. Do always. you agree? Always. It's so funny. I love that you just said that. I love that you just said that, that we are not our best during wedding season because as wedding makeup artists, we are quite literally exhausted. We show up in leggings and a comfy shirt because we are standing on our feet for eight eight to 10 hours. Um, you know, it's, we're exhausted because the work doesn't end when we leave that wedding. We have to go home. We have to clean, we have to sanitize, we have to clean brushes, like restock everything in our kit. Like the work doesn't end. And we are quite literally not our best on wedding day sometimes. And for me, I am not my best. Absolutely not. I feel absolutely wretched sometimes when I go to weddings, but it doesn't matter. I put that aside. I put that aside and I, I know I have to show up and be that energetic, hyper, like feel good, positive person. Because again, like, what is this all for? If we're just going to be miserable through everything, you know what I mean? It's, it's showing up and quite literally giving your best all the time. Is it exhausting? Absolutely. That's hands down. One of the reasons why you go into that burnout that we talked about. If you just if you, once you find that balance of how much work you want to take on and how much you think you can give that, that finding that balance, that's the sweet spot right there. Knowing that you can still show up to a wedding and be that happy self and go home and not be absolutely completely out of it. It's finding that, that balance. And I think 
you said it so great. Like we are not at our best. We show up makeup lists. We show up just absolutely exhausted. We are not our best. So yeah, the fact that my art, my clients still felt the need to reach out and give me such an amazing review. And some of them have written like paragraphs and I'm just like, Oh, like, Oh my God. Like, you know what? I, it just like, still like shocks me that they even want to do that. Like, that's amazing. I'm so happy. It makes me so happy. Is there anything you could say that you do that does that? Is there like a secret sauce that Jen has? I think it's just natural. And I hate to say it. I wish there really was a secret. Um, I feel like I'd have to go back to the beginning and say that I chose something that made me happy. I get to wake up every day and be an artist. I get to be a creative, whether that be makeup or um, drawing, painting, whether that be making reels for Instagram or TikTok or, you know, and just being a complete goofball. Like I get to wake up every day and be a creative because that's what I know has makes me happy. Um, if I woke up every day and I was a doctor right now, I'm sure that would make me happy in a way, but there's still be something missing, right? There'd still be something that, that I was like yearning for there. It just, I feel like wouldn't be a hundred percent correct in, in it like emotionally and something spiritually in my life just wouldn't align. And I feel like I, I have chosen a career that, that is based on something that I was born with and was meant for me. And when you choose that, when you choose to, to when you choose happiness, um, I feel like no matter what, you will always be able to wake up and find that energy and find that, that like that energy, just like, the, I don't know, just to be able to put everything aside and go and do your job to the best of your ability. It's, it's just something that really comes with just choosing what you know is best for yourself, for sure. Yeah, I'm completely entranced by what you're saying, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think one thing that I would take away, so you're my fourth guest now, Jen, on the podcast. And one thing I think that I have discovered listening to all these wonderful stories that you guys share is the common thread between all of you is you genuinely in your soul love what you do you love what you're doing. I think it's very clear when you, when you're an educator, you can tell the people who are in it for the wrong reasons, you know? And yeah, it just, it's coming across that you really do love what you do. The reason you have those reviews is because it's clear to your clients that you are in the right space. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I'm, I, I may not be mentally there a lot of the times, right? I do get tired. I'm human. I, I have my moments. You know, I've had clients break up with me because they found someone maybe that they vibed with better or they liked their art better, which is fine. And for me, knowing that I have to show up mentally, um, you know, when those things happen, right? When I... Um, I'm losing my train of thought right now. Where the heck was I going with that? (laughs) For the first time on this podcast, Jen has been found speechless. Um, (laughs) She finally shut up for once. That's it. Um, No, I feel like too. I I might um, need to keep that in, you know, I might need to keep that in. (laughs) Yes, please. Hi, I'm Jen Daminger and I have finally been found speechless for the first fucking time in my life. Thank you so much. Um, 
yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm losing my train of thought because there's so many thoughts going through my head because I feel so strongly about this. That's what happens. Like I feel so strongly and I'm just like, I want to say everything at once. No, I really, it really is. It's, it's knowing that I'm, that I wake up and I've chosen a career that's right for me. I'm not going to some nine to five job just to make money or, you know, make my parents happy or make them proud or make someone else proud. Or, you know, I'm choosing every, I'm choosing my life for myself, you know, myself only. And that's, that's it. That's the key right there to get yourself up when you do have a client and be like, okay, I get to go be an artist. I get to go paint on people's faces and make them feel really good about themselves. Like when I was in medical, um, you know, I, I, I watched people die. I was at codes. I was at, um, you know, I, I worked in a lab. I saw a lot of really disgusting, just like awful things. And, um, I've seen quite literally people die and I, had to come back from that and choose a career now where I'm like, I get to make people happy now. You know what I mean? Like if I would have gone with it, with a career, I would have to be a doctor. I, um, I would have been literally, quite literally, I could watch some of the most horrific things possible. And, but when reality I've chosen a career that makes me really happy and makes other people happy. And like, that's the key. That's it. Like just, just choose happiness. That's like my slogan. Choose happiness, whether it be for you or someone else, just choose it because it's always going to work out. If you're happy, no matter what, your life will always work out. You will always be abundant. I'm really proud of you for just everything you've just said, really. I'm proud of you for doing it for you. I'm proud of you for doing it for your clients, for showing up for them, for living with love and purpose. I'm just really proud of you, Jen. You're an asset to this industry. Oh, thanks. So are you. You know, (laughs) you know how I feel about your post. You know, they've saved my life. So girl, don't even play with me. I don't even play with me right now. I'm just obsessed. I really am. One of the first things that drew me to you when I fell upon your social media was how authentically you show up on your social media page. And I know you said earlier on that you have kind of a love-hate relationship with social media and you don't think it's great for the world, which I do agree with in yeah. some ways. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah. If yeah. We get to deep. a certain extent. To a certain extent. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it takes a lot. It's a huge pain point with many of my students that I've just taught in my season of the mentorship, they really struggle with social media and just even just showing their faces or showing, filming a video recording, a voice recording. It's a huge pain point for so many artists. So how did you do it? How, how do you just show up so authentically? You make me laugh every day, Jen, with how, with how funny you are with your husband. Oh, hell, don't even bring my husband into this right now. Don't bring my, okay, first of all, my husband, be, my husband be piggybacking off of my success, okay? He be, the other day I'm editing a reel, I, cause I edit my story for my reels and he's sitting on the couch with me and he's like laughing. I was like, what are you laughing at? He's like, did I make a cameo? And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. You go do your own thing. <laughs> this is my thing. Go do your own thing. Ow. <laughs> I'm dead. Yes. That is literally our life though. Like I don't think anyone realizes like when you say, when you use the word authenticity and me together, that makes me so fucking proud. Like I, I literally just had this conversation with one of my bosses from one of the companies that I work for yesterday. And she kind of questioned like what I post and which is totally fine. She was like, but that's not, you're not a disaster. Like you're not, that's not who you are. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, that's not, I don't believe that that's who I am. 
And I literally just said it on my story today too. Like, I want to make sure that people know that I only show up authentically because again, I've seen, I think when, once you see rock bottom, right. When you see darkness and you made the decision not to be on earth anymore, and you've decided that it's time to go. Cause I have, I've had made that decision in my life before. And I've seen that darkness. And when you see such darkness, you, you almost like, can only choose light after that. You can only choose to be you. Seeing seeing such depths of darkness like that has really changed me because I've, I'm like, no, but I am a good person. I, I do deserve to, to be here. I do deserve to have a happy life and a happy career. I have an amazing family and friends and husband and dogs. And I have this beautiful home and it's like, no, I have all these blessings. Why wouldn't I show up authentically? Because quite literally, everyone is worth this. Everyone is worth having the things that I have. And when I almost didn't have those things, it's like, mm -mm, no, I have been giving so many good things. I'm not going to take it for granted. I'm not going to take advantage of these things because I know there's a lot, a lot of people out there worse off than I am. So I'm going to show up authentically and show you guys, I've got it bad, but we've all got it bad. Life throws us all curveballs. So I'm going to show up with my curveballs. I'm going to show you guys, listen, social media, people only be showing their good things on social media, but I'm going to let you know right now. Okay. I got zits. My hair is a damn mess. Okay. I got, I haven't gotten my Botox in a while. I sometimes choose not to do makeup. Okay. Like I quite literally only want to show those authentic, authentic things. Cause that's what resonates with me. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. Just work on it. Again, it's going back to those little moments, like a real quick, Hey guys, you know, on social media. And that's that just something small, get more comfortable with it. I'm personally someone who's been naturally comfortable in front of the camera. Cause I don't care if I make a fool of myself. I feel like I just want to connect with people. It's that connection that people relate to me and relate to my absolute chaos because that's what like that's reality. People need we all need to relate to each other. We've created this world where it's quite literally this like perfectionism and but in my mind I've learned and I've been, you know, I've just been taught like nothing is perfect though. So if we're showing up on social media and it's all this perfection and I'm like but that's a lie. No, there's no one in this world that doesn't have a pore on their face. Like there is not someone who doesn't have a little divot of cellulite. There isn't anyone because right. Because like we live through images and videos and we don't, and anyone can be anyone on social media. I, I just feel like showing those raw moments, we need more raw because we have all tried to like live to this like level of perfectionism. And it's like, wait a second, that's not, that's not how life is lived. It's quite literally impossible to live perfectly. So why are we all pressing? It's like, that's what's like giving us all anxiety. I feel like we're all just trying to live to be perfect. And it's like, you can't do that. You know, like you can't do that, girl. Girl, relax. You're going to be fine. Okay. Your pimples are beautiful. Shut up. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. What 
advice would you give to to the community who are looking to maybe be a bit braver on social media, maybe show their face, maybe film their voice? What advice would you give to them? Because for us, I think once you've done it a few times, my experience, it, it's just normal. Like it's not scary anymore. It's on to the next scary thing at that point. But when you did it for the first time, what pushed you to do it? Or was it just natural straight off the bat? And do you have any advice for anybody who's wanting to step out of that comfort zone? Yeah. You know what? It's so funny because, um, even like thinking back to like, I, I mean, I've done YouTube before and it's like, I have YouTube videos and stuff like that up. And I, it's, this is just my personality. I'm extremely bubbly and extremely outgoing and, um, just extremely raw because I just always believed in living in in such honesty and living because when I felt like if I was living in, in this life that, um, you know, kind of like, I feel like we all try to resemble someone else that we see online, right? Like we all try to resemble those people who are perfect, who are the influencers and all this crazy stuff. And it's like, but again, I, for me, I just feel like I wouldn't be showing up authentically if I did do that. And I would feel kind of like a thief in a way, like, Oh, I'm, I'm giving, I'm taking away from myself. Like I have something to say, you know, I think it's finding, it's finding that niche in who you are. For me, I love talking about my message about seeing darkness and then coming out of that, right? It's it's finding that message and finding your purpose. That's the key. If your purpose isn't talking about mental health because you've never really struggled with it, but your purpose is maybe um, you know, talking about like corporate America because that's maybe you really love being in corporate America, you know, if you're if you're here in America. Um, you know, and you're you have that 9 to 5 job and you really love it then speak honestly to it. It's, it's finding what is right for you and you feel comfortable speaking honestly about. I know firsthand how it feels to go through the throes of mental illness. So here I am living my authentic life and being raw because that's what I know. I've had to quite literally strip myself away from things and kind of rebuild the person I am because of all the trauma and experiences that I've gone through in my life. If you haven't done that, but you know what it feels like to, you know, go to an Ivy League school and do all these things and that really made you happy, then speak to it. Speak to what makes you feel happy. You will find that it becomes more and more comfortable. As you said, right? You do that that couple of those few times and then you start to feel a little more comfortable. Once you find that you feel comfortable talking about a certain thing and you can speak honestly to it, you'll, you'll, uh, people will start to, the right people will start to be attracted to you and what you have to say. And they'll show up authentically for you. You know, again, I, 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 I was at a baby shower and I have people that I never even met before in my life. They're like, I don't know, you're that makeup artist. Like I follow you online. You crack me up. And I'm like, Oh, well, that's good. My life is actually that chaotic. So welcome to it. You know what I mean? Like I speak honestly to these, like, this is real life. Like this is who I am. I be talking to my dogs like this all day long. I'd be like, guys, stop acting a fool. You know, like that's literally who I am. I've learned what I can speak honestly to and comfortable. I feel comfortable speaking about it. Find what makes you comfortable. Find what makes you feel like the most honest version of yourself and just go with it. One story slide on, on Instagram, right? Try it. Be like, Hey guys, I really feel this way. Do a poll. There's a little sticker for poll. Do a poll. See what your followers really want to hear about. 
um, ask them questions and speak to it. Speak to what, what makes you feel happy and makes you feel like your most authentic self for sure. Excellent advice. Honestly, dropping bombs everywhere. Boom. Mic drop. I'm out. (laughs) So for the final parts of the podcast, I have a little kind of game or section. It's called breaking the gates because my mission that I feel so strongly about is anti-gatekeeping. I feel like in the industry, there are certain secrets and things that people don't speak about. And we are a stronger industry together. If we actually break those gates down, people can grow. People can, you know, from all backgrounds, if we have access to the information and the tools to do it. So this section is called Breaking the Gate. It's like a little quick fire round. And I'm just going to hit you okay. with some quick questions. Oh my God, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous for the first time through this entire podcast. I'm nervous. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Okay. That's it. You ready? ready? Are you oh my ready? God. Okay. <laughs> Question number one. Ready? What is your number one, just one tip for somebody who is looking to show up online tomorrow on social media and they have a bit of fear or imposter syndrome? What is one tip you would give them right now? Go into your, wherever you keep a journal. If you don't grab a piece of paper, write what speaks to you and what you feel most passionately about. Write down the one thing that makes you feel like that give that drives you to do what you do every day. What gives you energy? What has that energy behind it? For me, it's it's supporting others and picking people up and telling them, hey, it's not as bad as you think it is, right? What go don't even show up on social media just yet. Just do yourself a favor favor, get a piece of paper, write down that one thing that is authentic to you that you feel so empowered by or so just just makes you feel like like you can speak 100% honestly to pick that one thing. Once you have that one thing, how do you want to share it with the world? Then you can show up on social media. Hey guys, this is me. This is what I feel most passionately about what I can speak to most honestly and start from there. Again, start small, go big. Love it. I love it. Number one advice. This was actually a community questions. This was asked today mm-hmm. on Instagram. So number one tip for somebody who is looking to leave their full-time job and go into makeup full-time. Big, scary one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we both know, right? We both know this one. For me, just do it. Just do it. Start building. You're going to have every friend, family member, neighbor, whoever wants to help you with makeup. You need to start building your kit. You need to start getting all these things. Start doing makeup just on people in your life. Take great pictures and just start posting. Social media is, yeah, it sucks, but it is also amazing because it's free advertisement, right? You can quite literally build your own community on social media. Start posting your work and start believing in yourself that you can do it. If you choose to be happy, no matter what, you will always be abundant and those good things will always come to you for sure. Just do it. Just do it. And if you need support, reach out. I'm here. Kaylee's here, right? We can all, we're here to support you guys. Don't be afraid to ask questions and ask for help because that's, that's how we all get through. We all have to learn from one another. So absolutely do not be afraid. Start building that portfolio, girl. You got this, girl. You got, or boy, doesn't matter. Whoever you are. You got this. You've got this. I love that. Excellent, excellent advice. If somebody wanted to get one booking today or tomorrow, just one booking, what would you tell them to do? I mean, again, with the social media, right? It's free marketing. Hey, listen, I have a free opening tomorrow at X time. You know, this is maybe where you want to show a face, show your face, 
show up authentically and be like, Hey guys, I'm really excited. I have a spot open for tomorrow. Can, can, does someone need uh, makeup or someone want to come model for me? Um, you know, it's, don't be afraid to show up and ask for the things that you need. Um, because that's the only way to move forward is if you just literally put yourself out there and you, if you get a no, then guess what? If no one, no one messaged you, it's okay. Cause guess what? You've got the rest of your life to prove it that, you know, you can get that booking or you can get that model. You can get whatever it is you're looking for. Put yourself out there and don't be afraid of rejection because rejection just, it just builds, you know, it builds your strength to just kind of try it again in the future. That's all. What was the number one biggest game changing thing you did for your business? Wow. Wait, I have been rendered speechless for the second time in this interview. Um, Doozy questions. Wow. Holy hell. Okay. Hold on. Um, I finally believed that I was an artist. Um, I finally looked at myself as a professional, as someone who quite literally was born with the talent to do what I do. You know, it's probably really cliche to be like, you know, you have to believe in yourself, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, you really do. If you want to make it in any business, you have, you have to believe that you can do it. You have to, if you don't think you, then it's not going to happen. I had to quite literally, I mean, you can buy all the business cards and all the things with your logo on it and, you know, post great work. But if you don't think that you are worth that role, or, you know, if you don't think that you fit the job, then you won't, you know, uh, it quite literally has to come from inside and you have to believe that you are that person. I had to quite literally believe that I was a professional makeup artist and what I had to say was worth sharing with the world. And that, that to me was a game changer. That to me was absolute game changer. I, I learned from my own mentor that I have to believe it's categorically impossible for me to fail. So I go into everything. I went into this podcast and thought it can't fail. If you go in with that's the energy you give, that's the energy you get back. Oh yes. Oh my God. Yes. That is like my mantra every freaking day. Like if you, what you quite literally put out, I believe in energy and like quantum physics. I believe in all that stuff because I am someone who has put out the energy and have only gotten that energy back. So when I, again, when I have to pull away from my business, like I did the past few months, um, the end of last year, beginning of this year, I pulled back and I didn't give anything. Nothing was coming back to me. As soon as I started to feel like I could show up again, here I am talking to you on my first podcast. What the hell is my life? Like, you know, like this is insanity. What you give is what you get hands down. Oh, Yes, girl. Yes. I cannot speak to that enough. Next question is if there was one action step that the listeners and the community could take today from this podcast and everything we've spoke about, what would that action step be? You know what? Reach out. I want you to go for the rejection. Reach out. I reached out to you. I was like, Hey Kaylee, I'm kind of an idiot, but if you want me on your podcast, sure. I'll talk for an hour or two. You know what I mean? And you were like, yeah, yeah, let's fucking do this. And here I am absolutely 110% reach out. Do not be afraid of rejection. I have learned to welcome rejection because I will get none of the chances I do not take. I will literally reach out to brands and be like, Hey, want to collab? I am a nobody. I am a nobody. I ain't no one want me on the front of they no apps on the front of they product. Okay. They'd be like, this girl is a little crazy, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm a fun person. I got a lot to say. And 
absolutely. Like I'm the most caring person. Why wouldn't someone want me on, you know, to collab with like, let's do this. Let's just have fun with it. Do not be afraid of rejection. Absolutely go for the rejection. Cause again, you will not get any of the chances you don't take. Absolutely. And you're not a nobody. You are a force to be reckoned with Jen. I'm telling you that right now. Right. Right. You know, I'm just kidding. Like, you know, you know, I'm just playing with you, girl. I'm just being goofy. So last question. What is next for Jen? If there is anything I love to, I love hearing about people's dreams. I love hearing about what's next. What are women doing right now to achieve their dreams? So I would love to know on a personal level, what is next for you? What have you got in the works? And if there's anything you wouldn't mind sharing with us so that we can keep an eye on it. I don't know. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I, I work with, um, so I, although bridal is my number one, um, and it's what I basically built my, my career or my business on, um, I definitely want to stick with that, but I'm obviously pulling back because again, I, I know I'm built for bigger things. So I have basically written proposals to, to certain brands. Um, and I, I work with a couple different brands now. I won't mention them on here just in case like things don't come to fruition, but one of the brands have accepted me as, you know, like having a bigger role in their brand. So, um, I'll be working with them. I've had a brand come to me to have me help create. Uh, content for their brand and work with them and brainstorm with them. So I, I certainly do that. Um, I just sent out a proposal yesterday for a collaboration with another brand. Um, because again, why the hell not? I, I have a message that I know is, it speaks to me and I know it speaks to other people. And I want, I just want the opportunity to be at a certain level to have these certain amount of exposure to, to get that message out there. And I feel like sometimes there isn't, there isn't really someone out there who I can look up to. And I, there's not that, like that role model for me out there. Like, yes, there is like in certain areas, there's a certain type of role model that I've just been like looking for. And it's like, you know what, then if I can't find her, I'm going to be her. And that's, that's, that's what I'm working on right now. I'm working on being that role model, not only for myself, but for younger girls coming up in this crazy world who, um, especially women, cause women, they really do have it so much harder sometimes. Um, and it's a lot harder for us to climb to the top. And, um, I feel like I, I'm, I'm creating that role model. I'm, if anything, if I die tomorrow, I want to know that I went down as an inspiration and an inspiration only not at, Oh, she was a great makeup artist. Or she was like, you know, really good at painting and drawing, or she was really just like a goofball. And she made, no, 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 no. Like those things are absolutely wonderful. And I love making people laugh, but it's what it comes down to is, did I inspire someone to be the best version of themselves emotionally, spiritually, um, you know, mentally, physically, everything. It's, I, I, I need to be that role model for other girls. So this is not the last time you'll be hearing from me. That's for damn sure. I'm on my way up. It's just taking a long time to get there. Those things don't happen overnight. So that's, that's what I'm working on. I'm working on being that role model for, um, for anyone out there, young, you know, middle-aged, older, doesn't matter if I, if you can resonate with my message, then I want you to know that you're understood and I love you and I care for you. And you know, I'm here for you. 
I cannot tell you, Jen, how many like heart flutters I got just then. I can feel it. I can feel it. And I've said this many times, this is the first time that we've met, but you've given me chills. You've taught me things. I just think you're incredible and I cannot wait to follow this journey. I mean, as you said, you put out a different energy. You came on this podcast. I can only see it getting stronger and stronger and stronger for you. And on a on a personal note, if we rewind five years, I didn't find that I had a particular spot in the industry. I didn't have a place. I didn't have a role model. I didn't fit in. I didn't really have any, I don't know, just, I didn't really have anyone. And I tried. I really tried to put myself out there, but but sometimes it doesn't come. And I think to me, that was the universe telling me you have to be that. That was, that was what I got from that. So exactly the same as you, I became what I needed. And as a result, I have now found my place. I have my little community. I have my place in the industry and my purpose and my mission. And I'm, I live up to it every day. Yes. Oh, my, I have literally full body goosebumps from that right now. Like you have no idea. You are like, you are emanating. You are emanating the energy right now, girl. You are fucking glowing right now. Like, oh my God. Holy crap. You are a force lady, a force to be reckoned with mamas. I love it. Oh no. You froze. Where did you go? Kaylee. <laughs> oh, there we go. Girl. Oh there my go. God. Can you Kaylee, wait. Time out. <laughs> I was literally in the room all by myself. Just like, hi, I'm Jen and I'm going to talk to myself. This is, you have a whole recording of me just like talking to myself. <laughs> literally like my my computer everything went dark and then it like started again it was like seconds you know why because the energy the energy that we were giving off literally <laughs> shut down the computer that's what happened okay let's let's wrap up let's wrap up even though we were on such a beautiful just know i'm in your corner girl anything is possible oh, girl, okay please i'm in your corner i've been in your corner for a long time i found you i was like it was like all of a sudden like your your business your everything just like just spoke to me and i'm like oh yes this girl yes absolutely hands down 100 i'm here i'm here for it lady so please tell our amazing community where they can find you where they can follow you and where they can also watch the epic growth that's about to happen yeah everything is jen daminger underscore beauty um instagram tiktok usually just type in Jen Daminger. Everyone always wants to say Dominger. My last name is Daminger. Um, it's, it's like a harsh R there. Um, Jen Daminger. And it's, that's pretty much where you can find me. Just search my name and I'll, and I'll show up. Um, you know, I, I always tell people feel free to message me, DM me, whatever it is, email me from my website. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I will literally, I quite literally will reach out to any, they have a question. I am I love to help others. So helping others is what I just, I pride myself on. So, um, I'm here for anyone and everyone. If you're in a dark spot, I have resources. It's, um, you know, I've done a lot of my own research, so I'm absolutely happy to share those things with other people too. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Everybody go follow Jen, go follow her amazing journey. She has got so much to give the world. I've, and, and, if anything, you make me 
die laughing, oh, you and your God. husband, every day. Oh, my day. God. My husband. I'm trying to get my husband out of this, okay? That's it. I'm divorcing him. I can't. Oh, yeah. Follow our crazy journey. We have crazy lives. So, you know, come join our crazy life with us. We love our little community and we love all of our, you know, my followers who always say they just love watching us. I'm like, come on over. You're part of our family, too. So... We welcome everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to give you some energy right now. You have been absolutely amazing on your first podcast. There is definitely a career in this for you Stop. if you want it. I, I definitely think that. And I just want to thank you for being so honest, for smashing those gates and for being so vulnerable as well and sharing your journey, your struggles, everything. It's it's so it's such an honor to hear them and be able to share them, you know. Oh, good, absolutely. I it was my honor to share them with you. Uh, if I was going to choose my first podcast, it would always be you for sure. Never anyone else. It would always be you. So I am happy to share my story because I just think I just think sometimes people, not just in this industry, just everyone in general, can learn from someone else who has struggled too. So um, you know, absolutely, it's been an honor to share my story, and I'm always happy to share. So anyone out there course i'm always here to support anyone who needs it amazing thank you so much well, jen you. and until thank next you. time you have been listening to a podcast by kaylee thank you so much for tuning in today and being on this mission with me to self-improvement and taking steps towards financial empowerment if you liked what you heard today be sure to follow me on the gram at by kaylee designs where i post pretty much daily I would also love to hear your thoughts, feedback, and energy. So please do leave me a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. In the meantime, I want you to go forward, believe in yourselves, and be the change you want to see. Bye, guys.